This is episode 20. Why can't we be friends? Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, what's up, man? This is episode 20. How'd that happen? This is episode 20. This, like, fills out the rest or finalizes the the first season. Yeah. We change some things up next episode. What we change up. Uh, it's still up in the air, but yeah. we we're planning on changing things because that's just what you do, right? Like it's a it nice up. close of a door yeah. and you open a new door and everything's brand new. It's like a brand new house. Yeah. You kill off a main character and you just don't talk about it. So actually going Shoot. forward, this will just be my podcast. <laughs> Josh, hello, hello, hello. We're just, I'm just a normal dude. Talking just to one normal by dude. Myself. That would be much easier. To do a podcast by it would well no. it'd be easier in the sense that like you can record all the time if yeah. it's so difficult and to carry a show uh, yeah. by yourself uh, yeah. because I like the I like the long rants that we go on yeah and then we just end it especially me abruptly and yeah. I leave it hanging and then you're like oh you gotta like jump in and keep it going right I like to be able to do that yeah uh, it'd be I'd miss tough. that opportunity I could maybe do a ten minute podcast once a week alone, but doing an hour once a week would I be could do brutal. I could do an hour once a week, but I'm not really? saying it's going to make sense, be a cohesive <laughs> thought. Um, but I could talk for an hour about whatever yeah. comes to mind. That's maybe fair. that should be the ep- that, that's my next podcast. Whatever the, comes, to uh, mind. maybe not. It had to be explicit if I did. Yeah. <laughs> if I did a podcast of just whatever came to yeah. mind. Um, yeah. Which is fine. I'm okay with explicit podcasts. Well, speaking um, of explicit and small and some changing things up, dude, uh, how do you want to start this discussion? I want to start the discussion with just a question before we get into our topic for today, which is why can't we be friends? And it's really why can't we? Yeah, because it's just it's a great song, and that's really why we just stole <laughs> it. We just thought it fit better. Um, but there's a there's definitely a piece before we get in, or let me kind of preface what we're going to talk about, and then we'll get back to it. But uh, we're just talking about relationship. Um, yeah. We serve a relational God that wants to be in relationship with us and wants us to be in relationship with other people. But for whatever reason, relationship seems to be really, really difficult at times. Um, so yeah. I guess we're just going to briefly kind of dig into that idea. And I know it could be a lot bigger topic than just one show, and it might become that. Um, but at least to start us out. Uh, and the reason that the idea came up is... Uh, my buddy here, Andrew, is extremely good at relationship, and we just want to pick his brain uh, over the next few moments. <laughs> well, thank uh, you. He's going to give us all the wisdom oh and gosh. all the expertise uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, because he is a master relational guy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm just setting him up. Uh, I hear your daughter crying in the background. Yeah, don't worry. My wife's grabbing her. She just woke up from a nap, and I don't know. You ever wake your up from a nap? Your wife is just waking up from a nap? Yeah. <laughs> I wish. No, no. She's crying too. No, my daughter. Okay. Uh, which one of us? When did is naps? It? But when did naps stop becoming like a thing for uh, like? Why? I don't know. It's. I it's think just school. like we fought them so hard when you got into like school age. You're like I'm not taking a nap. I'm not a baby. Yeah. But like, why don't we bring them back? Or we're just like, no. Dude. Adult humans need naps every day. Forty five minutes. Uh, just a quickie. So you refresh for the the second half. I think work should work that into it. You should yeah. have your lunch and a nap time. 
That's why they call it afternoon delight. Just a quick nap yeah. in the we afternoon. We should all become. We should, I don't know if it's just Mexico or all. No, dude. Like Latin all America. Of, I think all of Spain. I think it's just Spanish culture and yeah, Mexico. We need to like, bring back the siesta. We really do, so, like, man. Hispanic I could culture. use a siesta. No, I. But I was going to say to start us off with one of the questions that that you didn't write. Which of us is more likely to wake up from a nap crying, like loud, Ooh. like wailing, like you just heard wailing. my daughter crying? Is <laughs> it you or me? I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't put it past me. Um, <laughs> now I haven't done it. I'll say that. Like I don't. I don't remember a time I've woken up crying. Uh, but at the same time, if it happened, I wouldn't be like, "Oh my gosh!" Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. But I, at the same time, I you know I don't. I don't know how you, I've never seen you wake up from a nap. I've never been in that moment with it's you. True. So true. it might be a regular occurrence already, and I just didn't know that. I don't think so it's ever. So I guess ever, it could go really either way. I th- I'm sure it happened when I was little, but I don't think it's happened uh, any time in my adult life that I can remember. Now, I. Have you gone to bed crying? No. No, I've been sad going to bed before, but I haven't gone to bed crying. Um, yeah, man, I. I think we. I think it's semi-unanimous. It's you for sure on that. Yeah, that's um, yeah. That's a You're little softy. hurtful, but that's fine. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, how about this one, Andrew? Uh, who out of the two of us is more likely to be in a choir? <laughs> uh, okay. Here's the thing. I think I'm more likely to say yes to be in a choir, but I'm That's horrible fair. at singing. Uh, so I think I'm most likely to get be in for a minute and get kicked out. <laughs> I was in a choir. Yeah. In yeah, you were in middle the youth school. choir. Yeah. Well, I was that too. I was a yeah, yeah, yeah. Youth but like choir, choir. I was in. I was in it in seventh grade because wow. they had music appreciation or choir. And music appreciation had homework. So I was like, well, mm. that's out. Mm-hmm. So I went to choir and I was at the age where my voice was changing, me and three other boys. So we got stuck at the very tippy top in the middle of the choir because apparently that's just where you can't hear them. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I missed our choir concert. That was the only assignment they really had was you had to go to the choir concert. And I had hockey that weekend, so I didn't go to the choir concert. Oh, my God. So here was my assignment instead. I had to go into class or in her classroom during lunch and sing by myself to her. Oh, my God. Yeah. Miserable. That, that so that miserable. whole plan of no homework oh. bit me in the butt. Dude, and that's, and that's why you wake up. That's why you're more likely to wake up from <laughs> a dead true. sleep. Remembering this. Full on crying. Just thinking I'd, of the time you dream of that alone. time. Oh, my yeah. gosh. That sounds horrible. That's a nightmare. That was just as bad as we had to sing for her when she was, like, trying to figure out what range you were, I guess, is the yeah. term. Um, and you had to sing in front of the class for that to happen. And you're just like, this is oh. 100% miserable. That sounds really uh, but bad. But, no, I can sing, so... Yeah, I'll jump in the choir first. Yeah. Uh, out of the two of us, Andrew, which one is more likely to laugh so hard they pee their pants? <laughs> or which one of us has already laughed so hard that we've peed their pants? Oh, man. I I don't think I've ever laughed so hard I peed. As you know, I drink a ton of water. I always have yes. a big water bottle with me. So that means my bladder has just literally expanded so nice. it might be TMI, but my average pee time is probably about a minute. 
so that's pretty impressive so i just i feel like i have a lot of bladder control is all i'm trying to say (laughs) i don't know if i've never man i don't know are you no like i'm i'm a i can hold my well we end these podcasts half the time (laughs) and i run to the bathroom but i'm still bent over (laughs) because i can't fully stand up because i had like you've just like held on to that position for so long to not pee yeah uh but i've never peed but I never really thought that I had a huge bladder until I've spent time with my brother, who's a six-year-old boy. He's not. He's a grown man. But he has the bladder of a six-year-old boy and has to pee every two minutes. Like, we're traveling That's through funny. New York, and we're constantly having to stop because he has to pee again. Uh, you're like, dude, well, then no more liquids for you. That's that's going to be our solution. <laughs> you are not allowed you're to drink anything. You're going to be a child. Anything. No more drinking anything. Uh, eat oh. these saltines. Soak it up. Yeah, there you go. That's funny. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not sure on that one. My gut, my gut says you. Uh, I've seen you laugh. I like really, to really laugh hard a lot, but so. I've never peed. Yeah, fifty-fifty. Uh, but I, but I will get to that laugh where like it's I can't breathe. <laughs> um, it's just like little noises coming out at that point. But yeah, no yeah. pee coming out. Yeah. Um, I can hold my bladder. Maybe if you're a woman, that's a more mm-hmm. difficult issue. Um, but I'm not, so yeah, don't have that issue. Okay, last one. Uh, which of us is more likely to go a full day without brushing our teeth? Well, I brushed my teeth this morning, so. I brushed mine this morning, but, dude, I'd say it's a weekly experience where I go a full day and haven't brushed in the morning. Here's the caveat. I always brush at night, but uh, I wake up. Yeah, because I'm like. I would skip night more often than morning. Like, my teeth feel gritty, but in the morning, I'm often like. I just barely got out of bed. I got to make coffee and I'm like drinking coffee. And then by the time Mm. I'm like holding my daughter, doing something, I just missed it, you know? So see, I shower in the morning. Yeah. Um, I usually never shower at night uh, and I brush my teeth in the shower. Huh? Um, So that's when I use like it's part of my routine in the shower. Yeah. You just Uh, use shampoo. Here's the funny thing is, is I'm using new toothpaste. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I just figure (laughs) bubbles are bubbles. It doesn't really matter. (laughs) It's all the same. (laughs) <laughs> but I use this new this new toothpaste that has charcoal in it because it's supposed to naturally whiten your teeth. Yeah, we use that. I don't know if it's working. I'm they showing Andrew good. my teeth right they now. They look the pretty. Yeah, they look good. Um, they look nice. But it's black. So, yeah. What's yeah. that about? Right? So like, what when the heck? You, when you when you spit it out, it's just black sludge all it's over gross, the ground. Man, yeah, yeah. I've been there. Uh, you got to remember, no, Jim is like part hippie. That's so true. I've no, she's one hundred percent hippie. Yeah, Let's I've gone the, char- the I've, I'm now doing Tom's, uh, which is white. It's just way less sweet, but it's white toothpaste, like we're all used to. Um, no, I black, just assume you guys are using like actual charcoal at this point. You're yeah. just rubbing charcoal on your teeth. <laughs> just bite a brick of charcoal. Uh, calling it a day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, But anyway, but my my toothbrush. What's with those? Uh, I have one of those fancy dancy toothbrushes. I don't even know what the heck it's called, but it's super slim. Oh, Quip. Oh, that's freaking weird. What? I just got an email from Quip. No joke. Right now in this moment when I'm trying to remember what the name of that toothbrush is called. That is crazy. That's freaking. And they don't don't email me regularly. That's weird. Uh, Quip, stop listening to our podcast. What the heck? Right about Quip. Apparently. Uh, No, yeah, no free brands around here, people, but. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, those quip and there's, but the bristles are black too on those toothbrushes. So it's black toothpaste, but you know, it's, I don't know, it looks really cool. That's really all I buy things for is <laughs> I don't care if they're awesome. practical or they actually yeah. work, but as long as they yeah. look cool, 
Yeah, man. But I'm moving into a new house, so I'm buying furniture right now, too. And I'm really just buying furniture based on whether or not it looks cool. I'm just like, looks cool to me. I'm going for it. Uh, Since I sold everything when I moved out. Well, that's exciting stuff. We did that. Uh, We bought like all of our furniture when we moved into this house. Um, Most of our furniture when we moved in here. We bought it through Wayfair. And that was uh, oh, nice. that was pre Wayfair scandal where they may or may not have been like <laughs> shipping children or whatever the heck that thing was. Stuart, don't cut this out. That's um, so weird. It's uh, it's who knows what the heck is going on with that. So I don't know if I would buy all that stuff from them in this moment. Uh, but I believe good, their response where they're just like, "Hey, industrial cabinets are expensive. This is what they cost." Yeah. Um, Could be. I they didn't don't look. Know. They didn't look that expensive, uh, and I they said know. poor choice to name them after little girls, <laughs> which is yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Wayfair is like, and, and I, I'm learning as I'm buying all this furniture. Um, is it's a normal thing of just the furniture industry, but like Wayfair was like a four to six week wait to get your furniture, Whoa. and then I went to the furniture store last night. I think it was yeah. last night, uh, and they're in the same boat. Really? If they don't have it in stock, it's up to 10 huh. weeks before Dang. they restock it. And you're like, holy crap. Well, that's I crazy. guess that's just normal in general. I guess so I our stuff must have just been in stock because it wasn't that bad. But, oh, well. Ew. Tomatoes, like potatoes. I want, a, I want a big ottoman. Yeah. Um, and they're hard to find. Yeah. Yeah, but let's let's talk about relationship. Yeah, why can't you, we be as friends? a relationship expert? Come on, why not true? Can't you be friends? <laughs> not true. I. It's funny. You always. Uh, I don't know that you've ever called me relationship expert. You have called me small talk expert, which I That's wear true. as a. Uh, you know, I wear that with pride. I'm like, yeah, I can small talk with the best of them. It's what I do. Um, I don't love that. I actually really enjoy deep conversations like you and I get to have in the, the podcast. Sometimes deep, sometimes not so deep. But uh, but yeah, I enjoy that more. So I don't know, man, this, this idea of why can't we be friends. Um, I actually want to hear more of what you were thinking about when you said it. But the title of like, it kind of implies like we Christians aren't aren't so great at being friends with people <laughs> not just with other yeah. christians but with people um That's true. So. and i love to pick on christians yeah because um, it makes me happy um i am a christian so i'm not saying like i'm picking on something i'm not right i feel like it's like the whole thing if you're black you make fun of black people right um i don't know if any of that's true but uh so i think it's a human issue um i think mm-hmm. In general, humans just don't do relationships well anymore. But there's something about Christians, and maybe it's just in general to you, that we like to draw lines in the sand about things that we just shouldn't be drawing lines in the sand about. And then we use that as, like, use the verse of, you know, um, you should be equally yoked with those. And then we take that verse and we apply it to everything in our lives um, instead of just marriage. Um, Yeah. And it's, well, I'm not equally yoked with you because you're not a believer. You don't follow Jesus. So we can't be friends like I'd be friends with someone that does. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's a crazy world. And in all reality, like, um, you know, Jesus was very clear. Like he gave us the greatest commandments. That was the question he got, right? Like, And they're trying to trick him. But what's the greatest commandment? And he responds, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Uh, and then he continues and says, the second is like it. Love your neighbor 
as yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, those aren't new commands. We find those same commands in the Old Testament. Um, right. But the neighbor piece got redefined in the New Testament. So neighbor yeah. in the Old Testament were fellow Jews. Um, yep. Deuteronomy is pretty clear about that. Yep. Other Jews are who you call your neighbor. In group, um, well, out G- group. These are your neighbors. Yep. These are just other people that aren't in yep. your tribe, literally. And right yep. after you know he gives those commands, he tells the story of uh, the Good Samaritan, which is yep. the story of essentially of who is my neighbor is the question that got asked. Yep. Um, and it's anybody, anybody and everybody that's around you, we function as neighbor. Um, now we get into unity verses and loving our brothers and sisters. Like those are Christian terms. Um, so you're loving fellow Christians, but, um, neighbor in terms of how we're supposed to love, uh, is, is 100% everyone around me. So it's my physical neighbor that I live next to. Um, it's my coworkers. It's my, you know, friends that I see on a regular basis. It's, you know, the people that I see at, at, uh, the Starbucks that I attend, that I frequent on a regular basis, like yeah. it's all those things of how do I love all of those people really well. And I think one of the biggest things for Christians is relationship is hyper attractive to people because they don't have, hmm. it. Yeah. like they don't have deep, real relationship. They don't know what that feels like, what it looks like. Yeah. Um, so when they experience it, they realize, holy crap, I need it. And yeah. then they're attracted to it. So I think it's really important for us as followers of Jesus to be really, really good at relationship. Um, and I think you could even call us like the relational specialist or yeah, the relational yeah. expert. Like that's where we should get to. That should be one of our goals as, as followers yeah. of Jesus because it's the only way you're going to love people well, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you have to learn how to do conflict really well um, mm-hmm. or relationships are going to fall apart. You have to learn how to pursue people really well. You have to learn how to get into deep conversation really well. Like yeah. all these different aspects of, of relationship um, that I think have become hyper important for us yeah. to be, you know, who Jesus called us to be. And that's what he calls us to do is love him and love others around us. Um, I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast, but I was at a conference a few weeks ago um, and the dude drew a, a stick figure on the board and then he drew he wrote God's name above it and he drew an arrow and he said, like how at a scale of one to 10, like what, what level should this relationship be at? And I was like, Oh, that's a 10. That's easy. Uh, and then he drew another stick figure to the right of the person who drew an arrow to that person. He said, uh, from a one to 10, how deep should our relationship be with each other? Uh, and everyone just kind of pauses for a second. And I think they pause because they don't want to answer what they think it should be because they don't want to commit to what it has to be. Uh, and that's, it's a 10, like our relationships with each other should be a 10. We should strive for that. Um, And I think that terrifies a lot of us because with that comes harm, right? Like relationship just causes pain because you're doing relationship with a fallen being. Um, Like that's just the reality of we're both sinful. We we're both um, trying to live this Jesus life, but we don't do it well oftentimes and we're going to harm each other. Yeah. So I think that's the scare of it all. And it's funny. Um, um, the new, I know I'm talking a lot, but I'll say this one last story and and I'll stop Andrew, but, uh, the new OS for the iPhone is out. So iOS 14, Mm -hmm. um, it's on my phone you can put widgets now on your homepage. Well, one of my widgets is photos and they kind of just cycle through. I don't know how the heck it picks photos. It just picks random photos through. And I have thousands upon thousands of photos on my phone. Uh, and it's throwing up pictures of people that I haven't seen in a long time hmm. relationships that maybe fell apart or, or whatever happened to you, or there's pain in those things. And it's just kind of the realization of like, wow, like, like that's hurtful. Like that's hard. That's hurtful to like relook at these things. You're like, thanks yeah. phone. Thanks for opening up these wounds again. And even in that moment, as I was looking at my head, just this realization, or you could say Holy spirit speaking into me, like 
get used to this. Yeah. Like to hmm. live this type of life, to love people. Well, you're going to get hurt. Hmm. And you got to get used to this. This is just going to have to be the norm. Um, it's just hard. Right. That's, like, that's hard, a hard, but that's good. It's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. Where you're just like, man, I don't, I don't know if I want to do that. God, like some of these relationships really hurt to lose. Um, but yeah, if that's what we're called to do, that's what we're called to do. So Andrew, now yeah. that I've got on my rant, uh, I need you to share all of your expert wisdom oh on relationships gosh. with us. Uh, give us the, all the ins and the outs and, um, just kidding. No, man. I, uh, all of what you said was good. That was a lot of different stuff, but I'll, I'll start kind of where you stopped. But the idea that what you feel like the Holy Spirit said of just, um, get used to this <laughs> of like being willing to have the pain, being willing to, um, think being willing to be really tight with people for a season and not so much later maybe or maybe staying in relationship like you kind of got to be willing to risk it got to be real willing to risk it to get the biscuit as they say yeah um it's true. but but it's true man it's like uh you don't and and when we say relationships like to be clear i think we're talking more about friendships than about like this is how to find a wife or a husband or whatever. Like we're more talking like just how do you build real friendships in this life and in this Jesus life. And of course yep. that's not just with people who are inside the church, people who are just, who are Christians already, but people who are outside or on the edge of it or yep. totally following a different God or whatever. Um, it's, it's how do you be open to relationships? So one of the things I was thinking about, um, as you were, were talking was like just earlier today, um, I was in a, a meeting, um, work meeting and, um, I was on with somebody, uh, who helps represent us to a really large kind of church network. And this network's just a lot different than mine. And, um, they were talking about how like the, one of the primary focuses of their network in the next like three months um, is really getting people to register to vote and to get uh, Trump out of the white house. She's <laughs> our contact said, we got to get that fool out of the white house or something like that, or that sucker out of the white house. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just thinking about that, like in terms of relationship, we're trying to build stronger, deeper ties with this, this person and with this church network. And, uh, and man, we could have been on a call with three other church networks and they might have been saying one of our biggest focuses is voting in the next few months and we got to get Trump reelected, you know? And yeah. so who am I to sit here and say, well, you know, your relationship actually doesn't matter that much. Um, so in this moment, I'm going to let you know that I'm your opposite side politically, you know, like it's yeah. basically just this, like, can we as Christians, can we as Jesus followers pick our pick our battles wisely because yep. while politics might be fun to argue over it is i like to argue about politics it annoys my wife like yeah. crazy you and i talk politics and we really enjoy that you know yeah. um whether we're arguing or agreeing or whatever but in that moment that happened two hours ago it's just like oh yeah that's not that's not important for me to like make a claim on uh or yeah. or argue about like the more important mm. thing is loving this person well, yeah. seeing them as my neighbor and saying, Hey, how could we collaborate for a real win for the kingdom? Like in, in yeah. my case, it's to get more kids sponsored, um, get church plants funded, all kinds of things. 
How can we do that yeah. together and leave out the side of, well, we gotta we gotta vote Biden, we gotta vote Trump, we should vote Libertarian, you should stay home. Like, no, yeah. it just doesn't matter. It's like Well, I think it's actually a vote for Harris now. Both Harris and Biden a couple of weeks ago yeah. flipped the terminology and both said the Harris Biden administration, which uh, I thought of course was really they funny. did. Whatever. Uh, <clears throat> Whatever. But like but, but we, won't I, get, I, we won't get into politics. I think that the like that ability to pick your battles is something that to me is important in the um just in the day to day stuff. But as I think about Christians and the reputation that we as the larger C Christians, like in the US at least, we have a reputation of being really great at not agreeing uh with each other. Yeah. And then really even better at not uh being able to like just make friends with people who yeah. aren't in the church. Um, yeah. In fact, we're really good at like being branded as like, no, we don't want to be your friend. You can only be in our yeah. building if you believe Trump should be in office and this yeah. is good and this is bad and blah, blah, blah. And Christ, yeah. I don't know. Like we have all these theological check boxes and then all of these just preference check boxes where we're like, you can only be our friend if this. Yeah. So I wonder if we're in like, good at like stopping people from meeting Jesus. Oh, 100%. There's yeah. no doubt. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think it's the aim. I think that's the issue. Um, even like, as you were talking, I think even more like that's our issue. Like I think for Christians, oftentimes our aim is that we're morally right. Hmm. Uh, because we think that's what good Christians are. Good Christians are morally right. Um, we do what's right. We don't do what's not right. Um, and I would argue nowhere in scripture does it say that's our aim. Um, mm-hmm. Our aim is to love God and love people. Jesus is very clear about it. That is 100% the primary command. Yeah. It's relationship. Um, so I think what happens is like as those situations you describe them is, well, if I don't say anything now in this moment, um, they're going to think I agree with them. And they mm-hmm. need to know that I'm morally right and I don't agree with them. Um, you know, it's like listening to, I was listening to a video a couple weeks ago. It, it's like listening to someone share their abortion story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it was before they met Jesus or after they met Jesus, they went through that, um, yeah. situation. Well, I have a very strong emotion to that story. Yeah. Um, probably in a negative way, um, to what happened. And I'm not going to get into the whole debate of it, but like, there's something inside of me that, that wants yeah. to jump out in that moment. Yeah. So if my aim is there's bad behavior, I have to correct it. So I'm going to say something. But if, but what is all that does is creates more destruction, right? Does yeah. nothing, nothing helpful. I'm not going to change her mind. I'm only going to shame her in that moment. Yeah. I'm nothing, nothing good is going to come from that if I take that position. But if my position is to love her well, I probably don't say anything at that moment. Hmm. I just love her well. I let her share her story. Um, I listen to her story. I ask questions about her story um, and just get to know her. Like my response shouldn't be like, so one of those is going to create life and life to the full as Jesus promised. And one's going to create destruction. Well, if we're to love people like there's this, I think this is a big piece of like, you know, kind of why we, for me, why I started the podcast, you know, with you was, was I wanted to see hope instilled with people again. I wanted to see people enjoy life as followers of Jesus and not feel like this is a burden. And I think this is a big portion of it. It's this aim that we have of, I have to be morally right because I think that's the goal to sin less is the goal. And you're like, when did, when is that ever described as the goal? 
No, to love Jesus more is the goal. Yeah. To love others more is the goal. And in the process of that, sure, I'm going to be sanctified. I'm going to sin less. But when I try to sin less on my own, like, let's be honest, I'm going to fail miserably at it because yeah. I suck. I have no power over it. But when I try to love Jesus more and live in relationship with Jesus more, like there's a drastic change in my own heart. And I start to sin in areas less. Now I'm still a sinner. Like that's still true. I'm a you know, saint that still sins. But um, like there's that piece of it that I think it's just aim. I, I think if we can change our aim, it's drastic going to change our relationship with, with one another. That it's not to make sure that they know what's right and wrong. It's to know that I love them. Yeah. And people don't feel loved today. So I think that's, I think there's something about that that like one probably makes people uncomfortable. But more importantly helps them realize, holy crud, this is what I'm missing. This is what I need to feel. This is what I need to experience. This is what I need to live in. Yeah. Man, I I agree wholeheartedly. And, um, like, just to emphasize that point, one of the guys, I was talking with a guy last night who's in our um, home church, which for home church, we, uh, you know, we're in eastern Pennsylvania where everything has been locked down uh, COVID-19-wise for a long time now, you know, but it was like our governor took New York mayor and New Jersey mayor orders and implemented them right away. And honestly, it made relationship kind of hard to have for a while. Um, or it made it feel like I'm breaking the law or I'm putting people in, in danger to invite them into my home or to meet them in public or whatever. But I don't know, a month and a half, month ago, something like that, we kind of just said, okay, we're... We're streaming our church's service at our house each week. Um, we were having a few people like my in-laws over each week for that. And we just kind of expanded it. We just said, well, there's these couple families we can invite and these friends we can invite. And uh, let's just start doing that. And the only little tweak that we added was when there's a lot of kids at our house, we, we kind of rotate who's on duty and put them all in the basement. And they just watch the kids and they do a little kids church activity where, um, anyway, it works out. So really simple model. We just meet, we eat food together. We hang out, we watch the service. Um, when they're doing the worship songs, we sing aloud. And then at the end of, of the kind of time together, um, we just all have a few minutes where we say, okay, uh, what's going on in your life? How can we pray for you? How can we pray for your family? Um, everybody shares whatever they want to share. And then we just pray. You know, and I just, if I'm upstairs, if I'm not on kids duty, I'll say, Hey, some, could you open, um, all clothes or you close or whatever, just popcorn style. But one of the guys that has, has followed Jesus for a long, long time, I was talking with him yesterday and he just joined our house church a month ago. And he was just telling me, he's like, this has been the most like life giving church experience I've had for years and years, you know? He's been in our church for a long time, been an awesome volunteer in our church, and um, and he's a great man of God. And uh, to hear that, to hear like, I needed this, this has been therapeutic, this has reminded me of, of the things about following Christ that are important, like community, praying for one another, learning together, investing in, another, yep. in one another's kids, like building real relationship. Because the beautiful thing out of that prayer question is we spend the next 30 minutes, hour, however much time we spend together eating after church, talking about real stuff, because we all know yep. what's really going on, you know? Yep. So it's like, um, but man, I've felt that too. I've felt it too. Like there was a kind of void in me of like, I've, 
I haven't had enough in-person time with COVID and just having that even just once a week at our place where it's an outlet. It's been really good, man. So we're just, we're not built to, to be alone in this stuff. And I feel like the bar, like you said, people don't know how to do it. So the bar is really, really low. So one key, pick your battles, you know, don't, don't decide like, okay, now I'm talking for a long time, but As a Christian, I think there's different things where I think like the story you shared where where somebody was telling the story of their real life uh, example of having an abortion. It's like you don't I don't agree with that. That breaks my heart. First of all, I have a kid and that breaks my heart that 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 happens and it happens so much. And I know there's a lot of pain in those stories. And um, yeah. But but you have a moment of of life and death, right? You can deal a person a blow. Um, James three talks about it um, in verse I think nine or ten um, says, "With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness." That's James three nine. Um, so we we praise God, and then we turn around and we curse men who have been made yeah. in God's likeness. You know, um, and that's reality. Like. We, we do that. We shouldn't do that, but we do. Um, but there's, there's such a difference of like, you did an evil thing or you did a bad thing, um, versus you're promoting doing evil. You're trying to get other people to join you in wickedness. There's, that's way different in my mind. And I don't know. It's just like somebody telling, sharing their heartfelt story of something that, that was about sin um, whether yeah. it be an abortion or something else, it's like sin is sin. And, and there's a difference between telling your real story and being authentic for the first time mm-hmm. in maybe years or for telling mm-hmm. your story for the first time ever yeah. versus like promoting evil and saying, yeah, evil is really good. You should join me. It's really fun. Blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. there's such a difference. So yeah. pick your battles. Well, and I, I think, guess. and there's definitely ways to disagree with people in relationship. Like, yeah. And I, and we're not saying don't disagree with anyone ever. Um, that would be silly. Um, but relationship matters more than the disagreement. And if the relationship doesn't matter more than disagreement, you probably shouldn't be disagreeing in the moment. Yeah. Um, probably should just keep your mouth shut. You know, it's the whole thing you can even apply. And, and I know I'm, I'm loosely doing this, but you know, when Jesus says, if you're struck, you're struck on one cheek, turn the cheek to, you know, turn your other so you can be struck there as well. Yeah. Right. Like turn the other cheek principle. Um, there's a piece of that of like, there's times that I just don't need to say anything and I'm going to take the hit and that's okay. Yeah. Um, I don't have to defend myself. I don't have to put like, and that's a, like, that's the posture we're supposed to take. Um, and I just think like, even when someone disagrees with you in a, in, in a important issue, um, like even in those moments, um, if your ultimate goal, if we just play it from this angle, if your ultimate goal is that they change their mind about the topic, hmm. um, if that's your goal in life, in all reality, it shouldn't be. But if it was, um, in all reality, if you have no relationship with that person, you're not going to argue it enough to ever convince them otherwise. You may argue it to a place where they can't defend themselves any longer, but they that's not going to change their mind. Yeah. But if I'm in deep relationship with that person and we have that conversation argument, I have a better chance of of convincing of my my position than of their position because they know I care about them as a human being. Right. So like even if you took the wrong aim, like of I have to be right and convince them that they're wrong, um, 
the methodology should still change. Now, I would argue the aim should be relationship, loving yeah. and caring for this individual well um, and yeah. pointing them back towards Jesus. And I think oftentimes we think pointing them back towards Jesus is correcting their uh, their behavior and correcting their false thinking of what is true. Um, yeah. When we look through Scripture, the only time that Paul corrects the church is on theological issues. I'm sorry, gospel theological issues. Hmm. Um, that's when he's really digging into it is when you think anything other than if you think salvation comes from any other way than Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, yep. that is one thing he's going to correct every single time yep. um, because that matters. Um, but everything else seems to be debatable. We mm-hmm. can land on either way. Him and, him and Peter landed on things in a different way. Um, it seemed to be okay. The only time that they really got into the big, the big issues was when it was a gospel the, the, theology yeah. issue, um, that you're changing the way that we get to salvation through Jesus Christ. Then they're going to step in and, and deal with that. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think we make a bigger deal out of, of things that we need to, and it's harming relationship. Yeah. Um, I can't be friends with that person because this person participates in this thing. What? Like, are you kidding me? Like, that's crazy. Right. Um, and then just think of it from the exhausting perspective of like, now you're managing all these things of like, what are they for? What are they not for? And I need to get to the bottom of this um, so I can know if I can be the friend. And you're like, well, that's just an exhausting life. How if we just be friends and their decisions make no reflection on my life? <laughs> yeah. Like they can decide whatever they want. Doesn't mean that it's the decision I would make. Right. Um, like it's their life and I have my life. Like we're allowed to think differently on things. That's yeah. okay. He can, he can revo- vote one way and I'll vote another. That's okay. That doesn't change anything. Yeah. I might think his way to vote is stupid and obnoxious, um, but relationship matters. Hey, the like, good thing so is we're going to have yours is too. <laughs> you know? It's true. We're both in the same boat. Uh, yeah. We're looking at saying you read. Um, How could you? So yeah, yeah I, I think there's, there's a piece of like, you got to be aiming for the right things. Um, it's the, and it's the same model that Jesus showed us. Like, um, discipleship happens inside relationship. It's the only way that it happens. Um, we like to think that it happens from the pulpit. We like to think that it happens inside of, um, classroom style, Sunday school classes. Um, and knowledge transfer is a part of discipleship, but it's not the part of discipleship. It's a secondary piece to relationship. Um, because when I have relationship and I have influence, um, I get to speak truth over somebody's life that can change their life uh, for the better. Um, but yeah, like you were saying, like people are so desperate for life giving relationship, especially now one, because they haven't had it face to face for a while. And two, um, because it's just their human nature to be in relationship and social media and a variety of other things have, um, kind of pushed us into this corner where relationship is just not normal. Or we think relationship is social media and you're like, well, yeah. no, <laughs> yeah. um, like as I, as I dig more and more into relationship and try to get better and better at it, and I'm not great at it, um, but I'm improving. Um, I spend less time on social media hmm. because it, it, it creates this false sense that I'm closer. You know, we're in relationship with each other. In all reality, we haven't talked to each other in years. Yeah. Um, so, like, are we really in relationship? I liked your photo a couple of times. Does that really matter? No. Like relationship is face to face. Relationship is real. It's honest conversation. Um, relationship is conflict and disagreements and that's okay. Yeah. Um, like in being okay. Like I had an argument with, with Stuart who was on our podcast um, last week. We argued for a weekend about cursing and whether or not cursing was a sin. Um, now, is it a 
important argument? No, it was more entertaining than anything else. Um, and we landed on two different sides of it. Now, you know, my side, if you listen to our episodes, right. if you right, have right. it, go back to freaking flipping and shoot uh, <laughs> and hear my viewpoints on it. But, um, like it came down to like, no, we're still friends. We still love each other. We're going to disagree on it. And that's 100% okay. We can yeah. disagree on that. Um, and I just don't think people feel like it's okay to disagree on yeah. things that they think is morally or sinful wrong. Um, they, they feel like, well, I'm giving into the enemy if I'm yeah. allowing you to, to live in that. And you're like, I don't think that's true either. Yeah. I think you're right. Um, first of all, I know you're right that it's, that it's okay to disagree on, on a lot of things. Um, I think it's really important that we, say salvation that not that we say but that we live out salvation comes through what jesus did on the cross that's the that's the only way and i recognize that by saying that's the only way there's a lot of hard lines that are drawn out of that but to me i think that's the most important thing in our the core of our faith is where does salvation come from where does relationship with god come from um and it's there like i i think that's very clear in in our bible um, and in my experience, that's, that makes sense to me. Um, I, you know, as you were talking, I was thinking about, um, I looked it up so I'd, I'd sound a little bit smarter, but I looked up where oh, it is in dude, the Bible. You just made the mistake. You I know. Can't I could have just said line. it. I could have just, just got to say, it. like, you know, I think off the top of my head <laughs> uh, and then just say it. And they're like, man, Andrew knows his Bible so well. You know what? It's actually really good. I looked it up because I, now I forgot the last verse, which you is the most important the part. <laughs> no. Um, so no, in Luke 14, um, Jesus, uh, kind of give a parable of like, Hey, you're say you're invited to a wedding. Um, take a, like, don't walk up and take a seat. That's at the head of the table. You know, the, the honored place, even if you yep. think you're an honored guest, don't do that. Like, because somebody else might walk in who's more honored and the guest, the host is going to have to move you down. It's going to have to have that awkward conversation of, uh, Andrew, you're not hey, that important. Yeah, Can you scoot down a few seat seats? There, Josh. Yeah. Yeah. So he says, no, instead take the lowly seat and you have a chance to be honored, um, in front of people and by the, by the head of the, the wedding, you know? So basically yeah. it ends, um, the series of verses in Luke 14 ends with whoever exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself will be exalted. And as you were talking about having a voice in people's life, um, having the chance to speak into hard decisions, the chance for them to say, what do you think about that? Instead of being yeah. yelled into yeah. submission uh, by you. Yeah. Like if you humble yourself on, on most things we, we disagree yeah. with. If you just take a back seat and say, no, I'm going to love you because you're my neighbor. I'm going to listen. And, and not just, I'm yeah. going to hear your words, but I'm actually going to engage. I'm going to ask you questions. I'm going to say, wow, like I'm going to actually react to what you're saying in an authentic way. But I'm going to take the back seat on that argument piece. Well, that builds credibility. Um, that builds like relational equity, you could say, so that when yep. people have a question of like, what should I do? They're more likely to ask you. <laughs> and the beautiful thing is you can be set up to um, point them at Jesus. You know, you can yep. be set up to share a story, to share a parable, yep. to to share something out of the Bible, to to listen and be inspired by the Holy spirit of what to speak into their life in that moment. 
Um, yeah. But you only get set up in that way if you're intentionally humble uh, in a lot yeah. of other ways. And I say this like I like to argue about things, <laughs> you know, yeah. like to me, it, it feels fun often to argue. Yeah. A lot of people, even my wife, like so often I'll just see it as like a playful like, oh, this is great. Let's argue about yeah. that. She's sitting there taking it like, why are you, what are you talking about? No, like getting upset at me personally. So I got to watch that and I got to like be intentional and how much more, if it's like this close relationship in my life and I mess that up, I got to be even more intentional for the time when abortion comes up or voting or I don't know, a, a theological issue that maybe isn't the most important, like does the, does during communion, when you take the grape juice, does it become uh, blood as it goes into your stomach, the actual blood of Jesus? Does it not? Does it have to be wine? Should it be grape juice? Should it be no, white wine? Should it be red wine? Be wine. Should it be, like all of that, you it know, needs to be wine. it's like, dude, churches have argued over that stuff for hundreds of years and probably yeah. will for hundreds of years to come. But if we yeah. just take a posture of like, I'm willing to listen, actually learn, engage, and then I'm building credibility with you intentionally towards a mean of be towards a towards an end of being able to push you closer to Jesus when you ask my opinion. I think that's important. And I think it's a key to like be able to build friendships is like mm-hmm. you're not just jumping down people's throat at a, at every opening. Yep. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, I I don't know. As you were talking I just I was reminded it's like I wanted to write a book at some point on pride. Um, cause mm. I think pride is the biggest killer to church community these days. Like mm. I think it's wreaking havoc and causing a lot of destruction that it doesn't. And I just don't think we talk about it. We think it's justified in our, like we've, we've justified our behavior using scripture. Um, so we're okay with, um, we're okay with, um, being prideful in, in ways because we call it something else. It's not pride. But in all reality, it's 100% pride. Hmm. Um, so I think there's a piece of it too. Like, I don't know. I just think of, so the the um, um, the famous love verses, I'm just kind of thinking, let's see if I can do them off the top of my head. Uh, if not, I'll, I'll look it up. But uh, famous love verses in uh, first, I'm pretty sure it's first Corinthians 13. Uh, if it's not first Corinthians, it's second Corinthians, but I'm pretty sure it's the first Corinthians. 13. I think so. Um, but it's simply love is patient. Love is kind. Uh, love does not envy and it does not boast. And I think this is a big piece right here, right? Like love does not envy, does not boast, is not arrogant. And I think Keeps like no records it's, of wrongs. Yeah. And here I'll pull it up and I'll read the whole thing. But like, I, I think there's a big piece. No, you're good. I think there's a big piece of like, Love is not these things. So if you're doing these things, you're not functioning inside of love. Hmm. I'm like, it's not, it's not a, uh, love can sometimes live in these areas. No, the, the words that Paul used were, is not these things. It does yeah. not do these things. Yeah. So if you're doing these things, I'm not functioning in love. Um, so love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. does not boast. It's not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. What version is this? Uh, ESV. <laughs> <laughs> it's, funny. it's funny those verses you know like really well and you it start to read in the version you don't totally know you're like wait a second this seems yeah. wrong um, because there's a right version of the bible and there's a wrong version of the bible is this even the bible 
dude, yeah. I, I get love it. is patient, love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It's not proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Yeah. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Mm-hmm. Um, love never fails. Um, and if we're called to love in this way, and this is what we're called, right? Those are the yeah. greatest commandments. Love Lord God with all heart, soul, and mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love is the commandment. Yeah. Um, this is how we do it. So if we're finding ourselves living into any of these things, we're no longer living out the great commandments. Yeah. Um, we are living for self-pleasure, self-protection, uh, self for whatever other P word you can put in there because the other two are P words. Um, <laughs> like if I'm doing any of these things, I'm not loving well. So, like, I think these are verses you should memorize. These are verses you should know. These are the verses you should be running through your head and asking yourself the question, am I loving well? Um, And even that last piece, love always perseveres, which means you don't give up on people. Um, And I think we as Christians too easily give up on people. I I know I do, like 100%. This relationship's too much work. Uh, This person's too whatever. Uh, I don't want to talk to these people. Like 100%, I don't persevere in relationship and keep coming back to it over and over again. I'd rather give up on it because it seems to be easier and there's plenty of other people to hang out around. Uh, But like the people that are there, they're for a reason. So I should be persevering. I should be, you know, always trying to protect these people and always trying. It's weird to think that, it's always weird to take these verses and say, I have to apply these verses to everybody. So yeah. I apply these to verses to not just my loved ones, but to my coworkers and to people I just meet on the street. In this moment, am I trying to protect this person or am I putting this person out to the wolves? Um, in this moment, am I, am I choosing to trust? Uh, when choosing to trust means I'm trusting you have the best intentions, whether you do or not, I'm going to trust that you do. Yeah. Um, but it's also, I'm going to trust you with myself. So I'm going to share things about who I am. I'm going to be real honest and vulnerable with who I am. Um, and I'm going to trust you with that. Yeah. It's terrifying to most of us, but that's the life that Jesus calls to live. Yeah. Like if this is how we're supposed to love and doing the opposite means we're not loving, then we're living in sin. That's, that's the answer to the question. Mm-hmm. Like this is what sin looks like. Sin looks like when I'm not patient with people. Sin looks like when I choose not to be kind. Sin looks like when I'm choosing to be envious, choosing to be, you know, proud, choosing to be boastful, to live in pride. You know, sin looks like when I'm dishonoring others, even if I think they deserve to be dishonored, even if they're not a follower of Jesus and living in sin, um, doesn't mean I get to dishonor them. Um, when I'm seeking my self-interest over other people's, I'm not, I'm not living in love. I'm living in sin. Um, when I'm, when I'm getting easily angered, I'm living in love. I'm living in sin and not in love, right? Like these are the pieces that we just keep coming back to that, um, I don't know what verse it starts. Oh, it is first. It's the first verse. Um, sorry, I'm just writing these down in our show notes. Hey, yeah. if you didn't know this, every week we put show notes together. Yes, so it's the verses we talk about, articles we talk about, things that kind of helped us along the journey to get to the topic. Um, we put them on our website, thisjesuslifepodcast.com. Yeah. Um, so you can always quickly go back to be like, what was that one verse? You could always go back and listen to our episode again. We'll take the listeners. If you want to, yeah, um, please but, do. You can also find, and we also put a transcript on yeah. all the things so you can quickly search for whatever we're finding yeah. um, instead of having to listen to it. Um, but that was just a quick plug for our website. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's this piece of like pride is destructive. Um, yeah. I think it's a lot more destructive in our lives individually than we realize how often we live into it and how much that affects the relationships of those around us. Like yeah. the reality is if you're not in good friendship, like people don't genuinely know who you are um, and you can't name off. You know, five, six people that can say, oh, yeah, that that's, you know, that person knows me. Yeah. Then you're you're probably not living the life that Jesus called us to live it. Yeah. 
you're either guarded, trying to protect yourself, which I get. Like yeah. relationship pain is extremely painful pain. There's a reason that. you felt like the Holy Spirit told you, "Got Josh, get used to this." You know, because yeah. obviously it's uncomfortable and an extra yeah. uncomfortable to you to have relationship and then have it be broken mm-hmm. over time. It sucks, but yeah. yeah there's well, a reason. And, the, and the other crappy piece too is like I'm trying to start this community that where this lives regularly. Like this is who we are as a people, uh, which means someone has to model it. Yeah. Which means when you model it for the first time, you're going to get hurt more often than the people that come in behind you. Yeah. But someone's got to do the pioneer work, right? Like someone's got to get to to the yep. Pacific Ocean before everybody else. That's right. To use a Lewis and Clark quote. Um, <laughs> it's not a quote, but whatever. Yeah. That reminds me of the, uh, what's the movie with Chris Farley and I don't know if David Spade's in it or if it's somebody else. Tommy Boy? But like Pocahontas is in it. No. When they're like <laughs> traveling across the, it's like back in the day when they're like. It was supposed to be Lewis and Clark. Dude, but that, I don't they're think I've competing ever seen against that. Lewis and Clark. Oh, <laughs> no, that sounds dang excellent. It, I'm gonna find it. That sounds so oh, it good. Is. Tell uh, me what that's Chris called. Farley, by the way. Chris uh, I always write Christ when I write Chris. Chris Farley. Chris or, I have One a friend named Christy. We have a friend named Christy. Yeah. Uh, and I write Christ on a regular basis. <laughs> I'm like, oh, she's gonna think I'm weird. Christ I um, um Yeah, man. I I have a feeling we'll be talking more about this kind of theme of why can't we be friends? And I do need to jump in just a few minutes here. Almost heroes. But almost heroes. (laughs) Okay, that sounds great. Chris Farley and Matthew Perry. Almost. I'm writing it down. Um, And I'm pretty sure, yeah. So they're competing against Lewis and Clark to get to the the Pacific Ocean first. Sounds really Uh, funny. And they like run into all these different people. Nice. It is a good one. Um, Uh, But I'm also a child of the 90s, and I think everything Chris Farley did was amazing. Yeah, I do too. Um, I mean, I was born in 1990, so I was a kid of the 90s. But, um, dude, I think we'll probably be talking more about this. But um, one thing, like, just a note to to me (laughs) – Note to myself when I listen to this, note to whoever's listening, uh, whenever you're listening to this, it's just like, it is really important to pick your battles. It is really important to think about, okay, these things are what it means to live in love. So the implicit reality of this is the things that are opposite of that are sin. The things that are not that are sin. Um, it's really easy to start being like, well, I have this super high standard now of I can never jump in and um, I can never jump in and like call somebody out right away. I can never make that mistake. Reality is you can. Um, you totally can. And you probably will. I probably will today <laughs> after, of being, after having uh, talked about this a lot. Yeah. But but it's just one of those things of like, it's it's a... It's a lesson you learn over time and you learn more deeply over time and you apply better over time. You know, it's a kind of goal to push towards is like pick your battles and build relational equity with people so that you can point them towards Jesus in the moment when it matters. Um, that's, that's what it is. You're going to mess up. You're always, you're not always going to be patient, kind. Um, you're always going to not boast, you know, like there's things that you mess up. So just give yourself grace because, um, cause it's already forgiven under Jesus, you know, just keep pushing yeah. towards that next thing and keep asking God to guide you in it. I think there's a lot more we yeah, could say around this. Why can't we be friends? So we'll have to figure out what that looks like, um, and come back yeah. into season two, uh, with episode 21 strong, uh, maybe with this as a, as a theme, but I don't know, give yourself grace. Like with all of this, it's like, it's easy to talk about hard to live out. So yeah. Yeah. 
that's kind of yeah. my closing thought. And I think the other piece is just be intentional with your relationships. Like yeah. how often, at least for me and my personality type, like when I'm stressed, when I'm tired, I don't want to hang out with people. Um, but oftentimes like that's exactly what I need. Like people yeah. feed me. Like I get energy from that. So I have to be extremely intentional and say, no, no, no. I'm hanging out with this person even though I don't want to. Yeah. And in all reality, it usually goes really well. Like yeah. I walk away like, oh, I needed that. Right? Like it's those kind of things. Like you got to be intentional with relationship. You got to be intentional with building friendships. Like you, you hear this all the time, especially inside the church, at least in my environments you do. You know, nobody's friendly around here. Nobody wants to spend any time with us. Nobody likes us. Uh, and I can't do anything about other people, but I can do a lot about myself. Yeah. Um, so how am I intentionally trying to fix that? How am, I, how am I intentionally trying to, to get to know people? Like, can I go and invite people that I just met for the first time out to dinner or over to my house? 100%. Who said I can't? Yeah. Like, that's just crazy talk. Um, you're going to a church for the very first time and you don't know anyone. You know a great way to get to know people? Start inviting people you run into to lunch. Is it going to be weird the first time you ask yep. them? 100%. Yeah. But it doesn't mean they're going to say no. Right. And if they say yes, like, you're going to have a great time. You're going to enjoy each other. And yeah. you might have new friends. Yeah. But you gotta take you gotta take some risks here, people. Um, be a little bit intentional in, in building relationships um, with the people around you. Um, yeah. It matters. It's important, and it's exactly what Jesus called us to do. It's the Zach model that Jesus used um, yeah. to make disciples. Um, you know what we're called to do as as we look at you know the Great Commission um, of making disciples of all nations. Like yeah. this is what Jesus has commanded us. This yeah. is how He modeled it to us. So we should be really good as followers of Jesus in relationship. So if you're not. I get it. I'm right there with you. I'm not naturally good at relationship, um, but I'm trying really, really hard to be better at it uh, and leading into Jesus when it doesn't make sense to me at times. Um, and for whatever reason, I'm getting better at it. And I'll be honest with you, life is a lot more enjoyable yeah. when you're living inside a relationship. Yeah. It's a lot more fun. It's a lot more life-giving. Like Even with people that used to drain me, um, if I'm intentional in those conversations, they don't drain me as much, and it's still fun. Yeah. I'm like, walk away a little bit more tired because they're just that kind of personality. But I enjoyed it still. I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that gives me life. Like that's, I think, what we're missing. This is how we get hope. We live in deep relationship with one another. Um, and that's what's going to, like like the dude attending your group, um, your yeah. buddy there. Like he's, he's found a place where he's finding um, life again. Um, yeah. And we should be those places as Christians. Um, yeah. Not, you know, I'm not saying the church at this point. I'm putting the, the emphasis on you as an individual. The individual. You as a follower of Jesus. Yeah. Um, like you should be a place where hope lives. Yeah. Um, and this is how we get there. Yes. But yeah, Andrew, it's always good to talk to you, my friend. Man. I know we both have to run. We're recording in the middle of the day and we got meetings to get to you, but, um, Hey, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, you know, please share us, subscribe to us. Uh, if you're listening to us on Apple podcasts, I think it's the only platform where you can write a review about us. We'd really appreciate it. If we see the review on there and we can decipher your username to figure out who you are, um, we'll send you a gift just to say thanks. Um, and the reason we asked you to do this is because we think we have a message that matters. Um, we think we have a yeah. message to help people find hope again, um, through Jesus, uh, relationship with Jesus and the sacrifice that Jesus made that restored that relationship. Um, and we want to get that message out to more and more people. Um, yeah. So if you share us, uh, you like us, rate us, all those things help us do that. Um, and we can start bringing some hope to to those that start listening to us because that's really what we care about. We want to see yeah. relationship and hope restored. And we want this to feel like a full life, a fun life, mm. a life full of experiences, as Jesus promised us in John 10. 10. Yeah. But Andrew, I love you, my friend. I love you too, man. Thanks for the awesome discussion. Thanks for doing this. And uh, you. whoever you are that's listening in on this. Thanks for listening. Seriously, it's awesome that you do. 
we pray for you guys and uh and we appreciate you so josh have an awesome rest of your day my man see you